Welcome to Have Some Style. My name is Moshe Lundstrom-Halbert. I'm a fashion journalist and style expert, and I believe that what you wear is self-care. This brand new show discusses all matters of personal style and helps you find yours. So forget trends, lose the logos, burn the chinos, and break the damn rules. Let's experiment and evolve. It's time to wear the clothes and not the other way around. I want to inspire you to explore what makes you feel like your truest self, because authenticity never goes out of style. If you're looking for a show that tells you to buy something to be relevant or that what you currently own and love is trash, there's a new trend that you must hop on every week, this is certainly not that. I believe that we are drawn to people who have a natural and innate ability to listen to their instincts, follow their gut, stay curious, and dress accordingly. After all, we're inundated with media and messaging these days that it's causing what I view as a homogenization in the way many of us dress. So together, let's take a step back and get very intentional with what we wear, how we present, how we show up in the world, and the energy we send out via our fashion. So if that interests you, please go ahead and follow and subscribe to the show. We'll continue on this journey together. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at some of the most famous fashion quotes, some of the most iconic style mantras, and unpacking them and deciphering what they mean for you. So this first quote is from Diana Vreeland, who was a legendary editor of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar did an article, which I will link to, that had a number of these quotes that I found, and it made sense that they began with a Diana Vreeland one, which reads, fashion is part of the daily air, and it changes all the time with the events. You can see the approaching of a revolution in clothes. You can see and feel everything in clothes. And what she's referring to here is the fact that fashion really is an indicator of our times. The way that you dress shows that you understand the moment that we're currently living in. And so many little adjustments to the way that we self-present are affected by our current day. It could be the cut of your gene. It could be the way someone has, you know, groomed their eyebrow or done their lipstick or cut their hair or the cut of their shirt or the buckle on their belt. All these little indicators show us who we are, where we are, and where we're going in history. And I think what Deanna Vreeland is trying to communicate here is if you love fashion, if you care about how you look, if you're interested in constantly improving incrementally your style, that is a good thing. That's to be human, you know? Like there's a reason why in the Grecian era, everyone was wearing kind of Grecian style draped togas and now we're not wearing those. But when we look at historical references like that, it makes it clear that they're from a different time and place. The same thing can be said with what you're wearing. I'd also like to refer back to an earlier episode I did on wardrobe ruts and 10 ways you can break out of them and also how to be of the moment because these principles really apply as it pertains to this quote. Okay, the next quote comes from Karl Lagerfeld and he said, one is never overdressed or underdressed with a little black dress. Love this. Definitely, I take this quite literally in my own wardrobe. But the idea of the little black dress, it's become such a trope. Think about what that means for you. Like, what is that one thing 
in your wardrobe that you can never have enough versions of and that really when it com- when push comes to shove when you're traveling when you don't really feel that great when you're in a rush you just turn to and grab and you know that it will serve you well be it a wedding a funeral a first date and everything in between for a lot of us having a few really cracking little black dresses or for me it's more like black tailoring like just perfect black blazer or like a great tailored black pant that fits me impeccably also little black dresses black blouses and tops it's just it's foolproof right and it provides the perfect canvas for your accessories and it just sort of hides a litany of woes or whatever else is going on in your life and allows you to just get on with it. I mean, I was really recently reminded of the power of a little black dress at the Laquan Smith runway when Julia Fox was wearing just this sizzling cutout number. And maybe you're not going to wear this exact dress, but like have something hot and sexy and black that you can just throw on and go. I think that's what Karl Lagerfeld meant there. And certainly the little black dress was such an important piece in his predecessor's work, Coco Chanel. Next, we have a brilliant quote from none other than Muccia Prada. And she said, what you wear is how you present yourself to the world, especially today when human contacts are so quick. Fashion is an instant language. And what this immediately made me think of is how many times I've been in a different country, been in a different place, been in a setting where I didn't know people, didn't speak the lingo, and didn't for sure have my bearings, but the way I'm dressed is a way that I'm able to communicate with people who I am. That I'm you know, a professional there to interview someone, that I'm in a celebratory mood, that I'm super feminine, that I'm super serious, all of these things, whatever it is that I wanna be left alone. Like fashion really is a language, it is a form of communication. It is reading between the lines. We all are visual creatures and taking in the other people around us and making assessments as to who they are based upon what they wear. This can have positive and negative implications, obviously. I mean, I definitely see sometimes here in Miami, and it always horrifies me that like, when someone is in a uniform and is a service person, they will get treated a certain way sometimes by people. It can definitely be a bit more of that classist system here. And then in other ways, I also see that like, people will express their heritage, their culture, their exuberance. Like they will literally wear their heart on their sleeve a lot here too, because it is a very vibrant culture. And I love to see that, but really think about that. Like whatever you're trying to communicate as a person, make sure that what you're wearing is aligned with that. This is a quote randomly from Bette Midler, but I thought it was worth including. And she said, I firmly believe that with the right footwear, one can conquer the world. That you're preaching to the converted over here. I've said this before, I have a past episode on this. I truly believe that footwear is like the most important item in your wardrobe. It is the building block, it is the foundation. It is what literally connects you as a human being to the earth, to the ground. It changes 
the way you move through space. It's so important that your shoes really help you put that best foot forward. And also I fully believe that shoes can really change the way you feel instantaneously. I'm constantly changing my shoes during the day just to kind of switch up my energy a bit, even if nobody's seeing them and I'm on a Zoom. Right now I have on a pair of, I will admit it, like shearling Birkenstocks. Because for whatever reason, the soles of my feet were just like really tender this week. I don't know. I think I was doing too much standing or you know you can go do like those reflexology maps, either have it professionally done or just pull a map up yourself. Here's an example of one. And look at your foot. If there's certain parts that are tender, it might tell you, oh, I got to lay off the wine this week. My liver is a little tender and sore. But I truly believe that like our feet and footwear are just very, very, very important to who we are and how we set forth and stand in our power in the world. So this is a great quote from Edith Head, who was one of the most prolific costume designers in Hollywood during the silver screen era, dressed everyone from Grace Kelly to Audrey Hepburn to Fred Astaire, worked on so many of our favorite classic silver screen films. She said, you can have anything you want in life if you dress for it. Let that sink in. You can have anything you want in life if you dress for it. So let's reverse engineer that a little bit. That's a way I like to oftentimes approach things like this that seem really simple, but are actually quite complicated and profound concepts. So what do you want in life? Ask yourself that. What are you looking for? Is it a certain type of relationship or partnership? Is it a different career? Is it a certain type of energy or friends or family that you want to be surrounded by? Like, why are you here on this earth? What do you want? What do you want to do with this life? How do you want to max out your life? How can what you wear support that and like lead you on that journey? It really is that age old adage of dress the part, you know, and who knew that better than Edith Head? She was cultivating and creating these characters through wardrobe. She would see these, you know, no name actors transform into Hollywood legends via the power of costume and dress. So she really understood and crystallized this concept. And think about what that means for you. How can you like show up and transform and play that part in your own life? Be that lead character through what you wear. This is a funny quote from Carrie Bradshaw, the character that Sarah Jessica Parker plays in Sex and the City. And it goes, I like my money right where I can see it, hanging in my closet. Now, we also saw in later episodes of Sex and the City that this was often to Carrie's detriment because she didn't have, you know, a lot of savings or security or fallback. So when I hear this quote, I mean, I do think it's important. Look, I love shopping, acquiring beautiful things just as much as the next person, but I do think it's important to not get carried away, <laughs> no pun intended, to make sure that you aren't sacrificing your financial security in order to be fashionable or to have the hottest, newest, latest thing. I think at the end of the day, that kind of materialistic seeking will leave you feeling quite empty. And it is really important to make sure that, again, see this a lot in Miami, that you're not just like wearing all your wealth on your person, that you're making sure that you're protecting yourself 
for the future and that also maybe there's some things that are valuable in your closet or in your home or in your life that no longer you know work for you bring you joy or that you need or that are kind of just dead weight I would also take this quote as a reminder to sell them, set them free, let them go, cycle them back into the world and let more wealth and abundance come your way. Less is more, have less but have better. The next quote is from the late, great Alexander McQueen. And he said, I think there is beauty in everything. What normal people perceive as ugly, I can usually see some beauty in it. This couldn't be more Alexander McQueen. I mean, this was a man who in his earlier pieces used to take a lock of his own hair and sew it into the lining of a garment just as this little kind of macabre in the know touch. And macabre and dark and twisted and ugly references were really a pillar of his work, really exploring the underbelly of society and finding the beauty in it. It's easy to find the beauty in fairy tale references, in overt symbols of romanticism and aesthetic pleasures. What it's a lot more challenging to do is find the beauty in things that are a bit more challenging. The way I might think about this quote is when it comes to the topic of self-acceptance. It's so easy to find beauty in things that are conventionally understood to be beautiful, that are societal beauty norms. What it is much more difficult, but ultimately compelling and cool and rewarding and real to do is find beauty in what you perceive as your own flaws. To sit with what you don't maybe think are your greatest assets or don't like about yourself and work with it as opposed to constantly trying to distract or go to what you think is the most beautiful or change into what you think is the most beautiful. No, find that acceptance within and accept what you don't like about yourself. Make the ugly beautiful by owning it. And also, I think this is a great reminder that what you might perceive as your flaw others perceive as your greatest asset, your standout characteristic, right? So if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, my boobs are so big, I feel like, oh God, I wish I had smaller boobs. Other people are looking at you and being like, isn't it so gorgeous how voluptuous she is? You might be thinking, oh my God, I wish I had like a smaller nose, my nose. And other people are looking at you being like, oh my gosh, isn't it so gorgeous that she has this face that really shows her heritage and that she hasn't just conformed and gotten the nose that everybody else has. Maybe you're thinking, oh my God, like my butt is so big or my butt is so flat or my butt is so wide. And another person is looking at you and being like, I wish I had that. You know, the grass is always greener. The only thing we have control over is our mind and our attitude. So think about that when it comes to how you look at yourself and how you approach your person. The next quote is from Deanna Vreeland and she said, style is something each of us already has. All we need to do is find it. And what I take from this is your style is already within you. Your style is an amalgamation of where you're from, who you are, how you were raised, the people that you're surrounded by the multimedia and artistic and cultural references that inspire you. All of these things 
are within you very, very, very naturally. And what Diana Vreeland is meaning here, I believe, is you need to almost extract, you need to excavate from yourself your style. Your style is not what somebody else is doing and taking that reference and trying to apply it to you. Your style truly is an amalgamation. It's this tossed salad with all these different ingredients of different, you know, bite sizes that make up who you are. And each forkful is a little bit unique. Your style resides within you. And the more yourself you can become, the more a little bit of salt you can add to it, the better you will feel and the better energy you will project. The next quote is from the late photographer Bill Cunningham, who was renowned for his street style shots for the New York Times. And he said, fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. And when I think about that, it really makes me think that there's, you know, there's so many of us that go out into the world dealing with a lot, dealing with grief, dealing with loss, dealing with fear, with resentment, with health issues, with stress, with massive insecurities. And fashion, not even fashion, clothes, style, it can really be a tool to just give you that armor. And I've spoken about this in a previous episode about really dressing from an intuitive place. It's really about asking yourself, what do you need in order to just exist in today's day and age when there are so many exhilarating external stressors coming our way? A lot of times when you see people out in the world and you might be inclined to judge what they're wearing, instead, and this is something I need to do as well, take a second and think, I wonder what they're going through and why they need to present this way. This is making them feel okay and like they can cope right now. The way we dress really is our protective armor. Like, And that's why I also think coats, I've spoken about this so much, but they're so important because it really can be that like shield literally against the elements. And also just, it makes you feel like a one and done protectant against whatever comes your way. This is one of my favorite Yves Saint Laurent quotes. And he said, fashions fade, style is eternal. You've probably heard that before, but it really begs repeating, especially in today's day and age where the fashion cycle feels just so rapid fire quick. It's important to remember that trying to hop on the latest trend and bandwagon is never going to get you to your ultimate destination. Your ultimate destination is true, authentic style wearing the same thing over and over again because you like it because it makes you feel good wearing things that you truly love that's style fashion is just the you know the seasoning that you might add on top of it when a particular dish needs it but the bulk of the recipe that's your style so the next quote comes from actually one of my favorite ever fashion designers and people. And that's the late French designer, Sonia Riquiel. I'm actually friends with her granddaughter, Lola, and have been lucky enough to attend Riquiel shows over the years. And Riquiel was one of the first fashion designers that I would invest in when my mom would take me to France when I was growing up, when she was attending the fabric shows. And Sonia Riquel's very, very, very well known in France, not as much in North America, but I love her life story as well. She was really part of the French new wave 
and ushered in this whole new era of women feeling empowered to not conform to super tight fitting clothing and she revolutionized the fashion space with her knitwear but she was always about like women wearing what they want to wear and being sexy and smart and empowered so this quote from her goes how can you live the high life if you do not wear the high heels <laughs> And high heels, look, they're not for all of us, but I think what I take away from this is you need to elevate yourself every now and then. You need, like, I don't wear high heels every day, God no. But I know that every now and then when I strap on or slip on or buckle up into a pair of sky high heels, it does something to me. I step out into the world differently, like more like I've arrived. It's a sense of occasion. What is that for you? What are those things in your wardrobe? And make an excuse to wear them every now and then to give yourself just that elevation and pep in your step. The next quote is from the rival of Coco Chanel, Elsa Scaparelli. And she said, in difficult times, fashion is always outrageous. We're in difficult times, people. And look around. The fashion is definitely outrageous. There's been lots of reports about how like when the economy is taking a really big hit or we're in a period of inflation like we are right now that hemlines get shorter and the better the economy is the longer hemlines are there's something to be said for that i also think that like fashion is escapism right and so when times are really tough when the world feels really dark when things feel really uncertain or just like they're swirling in this nucleus and we're just all wondering what is going on, oftentimes you'll see in fashion that it won't be a period of minimalism. We're certainly not in that now. It'll be a period of outlandishness and outrageousness and expressiveness and a return of the experimental and the avant-garde, which is actually a good thing. And I think that that's one of the silver linings when we're in more difficult times, you know, like diamonds are built under pressure. Like sometimes the worst circumstances can breed the best ideas. Sometimes a lack of resources actually is what inspires true creatives to come up with their best ideas and their most prolific works. Christian Dior had another quote supporting my shoe theory. He said, you can never take too much care over the choice of your shoes. Too many women think they are unimportant, but the real proof of an elegant woman is what is on her feet. Sorry, Christian, that I'm wearing Birkenstocks right now, but I do think, and I, again, I touched on this in this other episode, but you can tell so much about a person, and I think it can oftentimes reveal little personality quirks via their shoes. If you can't afford any other high quality items in your wardrobe, make sure that you get the best shoes you can buy. Lauren Hutton, the supermodel, said this, and it really resonates with me. Fashion is what you're offered four times a year by designers. Style is what you choose. So again, we're seeing collections now, it's more like eight times a year from all these designers. And it's great to look at what's happening in current fashion on the runways. That's a, a great reference. I would argue way more inspiring and important than you know scrolling Instagram all the time and just seeing what influencers are wearing or have been gifted. Look at, go on vogue.com and look at the runways. But at the same time, 
filter that through your own lens and what comes out the other end is your style. All those references, you might want to take it. It might, you might see something on the runway and it reinforces, you know what? I have a lot of fuchsia in my wardrobe and I love that color and I'm seeing it on the, on the runways right now. And I'm going to wear it again because I really like it. So you can use it to just reinforce what you already have going on as opposed to being dictated by it. Hubert de Givenchy, who was the original, obviously, Givenchy designer, worked a lot in collaboration with Audrey Hepburn on her looks for films like Breakfast at Tiffany's, Funny Face, so many more, Sherrod, oh my gosh, they created so many incredible looks together. That kind of 60s era of Givenchy is one of my most favorite in all all of fashion. I think those looks still look completely modern and forward today. It's incredible. And he said, the dress must follow the body of a woman, not the body following the shape of the dress. I think that's a really, really important cue for us all. It's not our job to fit into everything or to conform to everything. It is fashion's job to conform to us. We can find things that work on our body. We do not need to change our body in order to fit whatever is cool right now. And also, there might be certain things that you like the look of and they just don't suit your body or they don't feel good on your body and that's okay as well. There'll be other things that look amazing on you. So an example of this for me is like for right, for instance, right now, you know, skinny jeans are out. I haven't really been wearing like a super skinny jean for a while now, but these like tight in the thigh and then baggier in the leg jeans look so awkward on me. It doesn't fit my body properly to have something tight up here and then loose in the leg. It just, it doesn't, it clings to my thigh. It's all wrong. And just because that is what's fashionable right now, you have to recognize how it works with your body. I'm much better in a more high-waisted, streamlined denim that is just like a slim, tailored cut, not skinny. Or wide leg and just flowing and grazing. But that in-between, no, doesn't work for me. And my last quote is from Iris Apfel, who I've met before through work. And let me see if I can find this picture of her and I together. She's just such a spitfire, so amazing, even in her... I don't, how old is she now? She must be close to 100. It's really incredible that she still has such a zest for life and still dresses with such vivre and spirit and style and exuberance. Just, you know, God bless her. The world needs more Iris Epfel. And she said, fashion you can buy, but style you possess. The key to style is learning who you are, which takes years. There's no how-to roadmap to style. It's about self-expression and above all, attitude. Self-expression and attitude. Your style, your style is a way that you express yourself. Think about it more in that context as opposed to trying to be fashionable. That will happen naturally if you continue to be a person of the world, living in the moment, in the zeitgeist, which I spoke about in a previous episode. That'll all come together. 
but what she's really indicating here is self-expression like in the same way that an artist is taking to their medium let's say it's a canvas and expressing what's going on in their head on to that surface the same thing can be said of your body what is going on up here what are you thinking about who are you as a person on the inside how are you reflecting that in your exterior and recognizing that that work takes a lifetime and it never stops you might really come into your own at a certain stage in your life that could be when you're a teenager that could be when you're in your 20s 30s that might not happen till much later in life but fully embodying who you are is what life is all about and i think all of these people that i referenced today decided that they weren't going to conform to whatever societal norms were part of their era that they were going to fully embody and create works that were a reflection of their values their style and just their ideas in their own head and that's how they left a mark that's why they're quoted here today that's why they made a difference that's why we still talk about them and look at references of them and are inspired by them because they had the bravery the confidence and the chutzpah which is one of my favorite yiddish words feel free to use it chutzpah it just means the the guts the grit the intuition and the instincts to be exactly who they are in their life. And that's something that I want for me and I want for all of you. Well, that concludes this episode of Have Some Style. I thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you feel motivated and inspired to go out into the world and live your life completely and confidently as yourself and know that you do have great style, that you are an interesting, beautiful person and you can have my full permission to dress the part in your own life with that main character energy. In the words of Marc Jacobs, clothes mean nothing until someone lives in them. Live in your clothes, enjoy your life. The rest will take care of itself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Have Some Style. This is a podcast that I've really wanted to get off the ground for a while now to really bring my experience as a fashion journalist and style expert to the forefront and engage in conversations that I think could be very, very helpful. I have a lot of amazing content and guests to come. So if you liked what you were hearing, I would be ever so grateful if you might be so kind to give me a five-star rating and review this podcast so that more people could be aware of the conversations that we're trying to have around personal style and how important that is and how we can all really help each other. And if you'd like to keep this conversation with me going, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Moshe Lundstrom and on TikTok at Friend in Fashion, which are both linked below in the episode notes. You can also find more tips, tricks, and fashion mantras on my social media, as well as my website, www.moshalundstrom.com, where you'll be kept up to date on future videos plus segments that I do on TV and radio, on CityLine, on CBC, on NPR. As a fashion journalist and style expert, I also write for Vogue.com, Scandinavian Vogue, and a number of other publications. I'll I'll share my work there. And lastly, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I actually have a family business called Thermakota, where we make beautiful, sustainable shearling coats and home decor inspired by our Scandinavian roots. 
and love of the seasons and it really is an extension of my personal style as well. So if you'd like to check that out, that's also linked below. But until next time, whatever you do, don't forget to have some style. Thank you so much.